the Author Hangout episode number 51. Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hey there, Sean Manaher here. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experience, and wisdom from their fellow authors. Hey, Sean Manaher here, and we are getting things rolling with the final installment of book marketing tips from experts here at the Author Hangout. Over the last two episodes, you've listened in to hear what many of the experts that are on the Author Hangout have to say, and this episode is no different. You're gonna hear some very actionable and interesting content. You may not have heard of all of it, and I look forward to hearing from you what you think about this episode. So why don't we get things kicked off? Lindsay Baroker starts things off with some very practical ideas in answering the question, if you were starting all over again, what would you tell yourself to do to sell more books? Here's Lindsay Baroker. The first thing is I would actually, this is what I did kind of by accident, is join a workshop or something and really make sure your writing is to the professional level before you put your first book out there. Um, for me, I was able to sell some short stories and stuff, so I kind of knew, you know, at least the writing's not horrible. Uh, whether whether somebody <laughs> likes the individual story, you know, that could be up for grabs. But, you know, I see a lot of self-published authors that put their first book out there, and they've never really had any feedback except for maybe friends and family. And, and we've talked about how why those are not the most uh, reliable resources. <laughs> so yeah. if you either do like a workshop or just whatever you like. If you go to writing classes at conferences, something like that, you know, just first thing, make sure you're, you're at that level. And it's usually not the first books and usually not there. Um, even my Emperor's Edge book, I look back at I'm kind of like, Oh, that, that really reads like a first book. There's some things I uh, could have done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so the first thing is, yeah, make sure you've had some feedback and you, you know, you're there, you're ready. Um, All right. second thing, you know, just I would say really uh, pay attention to what's going on online. Like this, like I was saying with the pen name launch, um, this year happens to be a good time to be trying KDP Select and Kindle Unlimited because there are some perks. And it seems like every year there's there's some different thing or new thing. Something becomes less effective and more effective. So, you know, if you hang out someplace like the uh, K-Boards Writers Cafe, you can just kind of see what people are doing, you know, before you're ready to publish yours, maybe while you're still looking for an editor and that kind of thing. Just just see what's going on, see what's working. You know, is this the year of 99 cents or are we <laughs> pricing higher now and doing short perma-freeze or, you know, see what people are doing. And But um, in the end, you know, just uh, a good cover, blurb, and title will we'll get you pretty far, especially if you happen to be lucky enough to write in, you know, a more popular category or a popular theme inside of your category and um, if you if you can all at all manage it and I know this isn't feasible for a lot of people I'd say my third thing is you know it can make a lot of sense to go ahead and write the first three books if you do have a series in mind so that um, Mm. if if only the rough drafts um, some of the things I noticed when I did this with the pen name is that I actually was able to make the first book a little better because some of the world building and stuff came to me as I was working on the second and third books. So I went back and added some more details to make the, the universe seem more real and more complete, mm-hmm. uh, which I wouldn't have been able to do if I'd already published that first book. And uh, as far as the marketing goes, it's, you know, it, it, it is easier to make a splash and to uh, be noticed and you can start playing with these things like the perma free or the 99 cents and the promotions 
if you have more than one book out there. It's it's definitely hard to do a lot when it's just one book. And then also when it's just one book, everything you do, the most you can make is $2 per sale or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so here you're putting all this effort into selling this book and you know, you, they can't go on and buy any more books from you yet. So um so I would just say either hold it or maybe don't worry too much about marketing that first book and uh definitely if you if you're thinking series just think maybe maybe I'll try at least 3 and uh, there's actually a Liliana Hart from the romance writing community says do 5 do the you know have the first mm. 5 ready to go so you can release them one each month for the first 5 months and really kind of get some momentum going. Um, you know, that's not going to be feasible for everybody. If you're working a full time sure. job, you don't necessarily, if it's going to take you three years to write three books, you know, it's up to you if you, you know, do you really want to hold back that much? Um, there's something to be said to you for just kind of putting a novel out there and seeing if anything happens. But, um, if it was me, I would definitely, you know, as I did with the pen name, just try to get the first three ready to go and, and then, uh, go out, throw them out there and <laughs> start doing some advertising and playing around. So what I really loved about what Lindsay had to say, and I'm going to pull out just one thing here, is she started off with this idea of join a writing workshop, class, or conference, or get that training so that your writing is at the professional level that it needs to be. You know, a lot of times that we talk about marketing here at the Author Hangout, we talk about marketing. But the biggest marketing tool that you have is your book. Yes, the cover. Yes, the descriptions. Yes, the promotion. But if your book is not written at a quality level, then the individuals that are reading it are going to give you a bad review, and that ultimately is going to sink your book before it even has a chance to start. So make sure you get that training. Great advice from Lindsay Broker. Now, you'll appreciate what Mark Edwards has to say about answering this question. A lot of insight with it. When I first had the success with Louise, with Catch Your Death and Killing Cupid, I coasted on it for a while and I took, I took my foot off the gas and I just kind of stopped doing marketing for quite a long mm -hmm. time and that was a big mistake. So I think you've got, you've got constantly got to be engaged with it and, um, and keep, keep doing the, the marketing promo activity on top of, on top of just writing the books. Um, and it took quite a long time to, to kind of get back on it and recover from that. Um, uh, I'm struggling to think of, of any other things. I mean, I'd, I'd say that, I mean, I could turn it around and say the things I think that I did right. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do. Um, yeah. This is not about uh, what you did wrong, but if you were starting all over again, yeah. Hey, what are, what are some of the things that you definitely want to do? Cause this is, as we know, we're talking to authors who are at any stage yeah, in yeah. either wanting to start to write yeah. or uh, continue on. So go right ahead. Okay. Well, number one, and I'm sure lots of your guests say this, be you've got to make yourself look professional. You need a book cover that looks like it could be in a bookstore. It's got to look as professional and slick as possible. And it's worth hiring somebody, spending the money to get that cover because the cover will do so much of the work for you. And a bad cover, doesn't matter how great the book is, it won't sell. Secondly, the, this, the product description, um, you've got to really work on it, make it really sizzle. Um, I managed to double sales within an hour of Killing Cupid by changing the book description and that's what propelled it 
from it being sitting outside the top 100 for a, for a long time. And, and just by changing that description, it shot it up the charts. So mm. that re- that you've got to do, you've got to get a really good description. Um, and the third thing is what I was talking about before is, is about nurturing your existing readers. Cling, cling on to every loyal reader that you get like they're your best friend and just be, just be, um, and make them feel like they're part of your story, part of your journey. And when you have success, share it with them and, and they'll, they'll, they'll love that and get them, um, do everything you can to kind of encourage them to, to spread the word about your books because it's that word of mouth that is the Holy grail that if you can get that, then, then everything else will, will, will work. So, I resonate so much with the first thing that Mark had to say. So he let off the gas and he slowed things down. And so he would say, don't let off the gas. If things are going well, keep doing the marketing, engage and do promotion activities on top of your writing. In addition, uh, similar to what Lindsay had to say, just uh, a segment ahead of his, make yourself look professional where Lindsay talks about inside the book, Mark talks about the cover. Make it so that you're picking a cover that will resonate with people who are already having covers in the bookstore. So if you need some inspiration, go to your local Barnes & Noble or independent book store and see what the best sellers are right now in the bookstores and find somebody to do a cover like those covers. Awesome stuff from Mark Edwards. So let's hear what John Cody has to say. You know, right off the bat, I would say when you sit down to publish your book, have an idea, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you know, before you even put pen to paper or put your voice to record or have an idea of, you know, who are you trying to reach? Who's your avatar? Who's your perfect person that's going to be buying this book and have an idea of what it is you're trying to do for them, whether you're trying to entertain them or educate them um, or give them an inspirational story or whatever it is and have that in mind at the beginning. You know, when you look at the great Mm -hmm. storytellers, they have the end of the story already written and in mind and then they back it up from there and take the journey, you know, from beginning to end. But they start with the end and kind of move back from there. So I'm really big Mm -hmm. on story. Uh, I think that, you know, as a second item, that would be really important to me, obviously for fiction. It's everything. Otherwise, no one's going to be interested in your story in the first place. <laughs> right. But certainly in marketing, um, you know, you can go out and tell a compelling story in a reasonably short period of time. You know, like mm. when you look at, for example, uh, the old commercial or about four years ago, Super Bowl commercial, a little kid in a Darth Vader costume and he's trying to mm-hmm. you know, use, use the force to move stuff and nothing's working. And then his dad turns the car on, you know, because he's trying to start the car and he turns the car and the kid's like, whoa, look, I really did it. <laughs> well, that's a great little story in just 60 seconds. And my wife loves that. And then I ask her, well, what, but who is the car manufacturer that did that? And she can't tell me. So it's like, all right, so have a tie-in somehow that will basically remind people. And if you can't remember, Mm. it was Volkswagen, by the way, that did that. And we own an Audi. So, you know, one of the parent groups (laughs) out there, so she should remember that. But I pick on her about that all the time. And then, uh, you know, once you you have, you know, kind of your story and and where you're going with all that, um, set aside focus time in your day. Don't let the day get to you or interrupt you or distract you from things. Turn off your phone, turn off everything. Just turn it all off and sit down and do an hour or half an hour, whatever that time commitment you're going to make every day and do some work on your book every single day. Focused and committed. Do not let anything else distract you. Here's the deal with what John has to say. He says, have the end in mind with your books and 
your marketing by thinking what is the end product and goal. This is definitely going to help you with your focusing of time, energy, and effort with your book. And by hand, having that end in mind, it really gives you targeted goals. Give yourself a specific goal that says, I want to sell 25 books this month. Maybe that's a crazy goal for you, but why not go for that? And then if you hit that goal, then double that goal and triple that goal as you learn how to sell more, you sell more and give yourself goals. This is going to get, help you to get focused around what that end goal is so that you can work backwards and knowing what you need to do in order to make that happen. So great stuff from John Cody. Penny Sansevieri shares some awesome ways to help us sell more books. Listen in. As a self-published author, I would say that the cover is way more important than people think. People absolutely judge a book by its cover. And I'm always surprised how little time that sometimes that, that is spent there. Your book is your resume. Make sure that your book is edited because you will not get a lot of people sharing your book if it's poorly written or poorly edited. That's a big mm. deal. Um, and I think the third is, is that, you know, really spend some time, you know, get yourself a website. I mean, I think that's every author should do that. But really spend some time asking yourself some tough questions. How much time can I spend marketing this book? How much time am I really willing to devote to the marketing of this book? Because uh, IBPA did a study some years back that said that sometimes it takes up to two years for authors to see some kind of ROI on their investment, on their initial wow. investment. Yeah. So, you know, and, and some people see it very quickly and, and that's great, but those are rare as you and I both know. So I think mm -hmm. those three things, you know, you need to figure out, are you really in it for the long term? You know, what are you, what are your real goals for this book? If you just wanted to write a book just because you felt like you wanted to write it, that's great. Don't spend five or $10,000 marketing it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If your book is your business card, then you need to make sure you have an investment, you know? Um, and, you know, to that end, you need to figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at. I realize this is like six things. I apologize. But, <laughs> you know, what What are you good at and what are you not good at? Like in my business, I hire an accountant because I suck at math. I am the worst <laughs> math person on the planet. Obviously, because I'm give, now I've given you 17 tips, but you know, so so that's <laughs> that's what I if I were just coming into this industry, that's I would want somebody to tap me on the shoulder and tell me that. She says the cover is way more important than you think. And I have to agree there. When I look at covers, when I see a book that I'm interested in, the cover is what captivates me to make me interested that I even wanna look at that book even further. So really take that to heart and consider that when you are publishing and releasing your book during your marketing campaigns. And she also talks about spending time answering the tough questions. How much time is it going to take you to market your book? The experts that I interviewed and, and have talked with about book marketing say that one hour a day is what most people need to be doing in order to effectively market their book. And Penny drew out that statistic that in for most people, they're not gonna see a return on investment for two years. I like to say that that is a possibility within two years and less. Uh, it depends on uh, how much energy and effort you're going to put into it and also the, how receptive people are to the story and the message of your book. But great stuff from Penny. Really appreciated that. 
So let's hear from Dory Clark on what she would do to help herself to sell more books if she was starting all over again today. I've I've definitely learned a lot in the course of uh, of going from uh, from unpublished author to writing reinventing you and then to uh, to writing my new book stand out uh, a, f- a few things that uh, that I would tell myself or that you know I certainly strive to keep in mind for the future. Number one is the importance of building your own personal email list. It is very easy uh, based on the way that people talk about these things, you know, what's in the news, what gets a lot of coverage, uh, to think that it is sufficient to just have, uh, you know, a big Facebook following or a Twitter following or something. Mm-hmm. But that's not a good way to sell books. Um, studies have shown that if uh, even of the people who follow you on Twitter, um, an average of between 2 and 5% of people see any individual tweet. So you're, I mean, literally, you know, it's like a one in 20 chance that someone will even see your message. Uh, So it is uh, really important to build your own email list so that you have the personal connection to the, to the reader, to their inbox and uh, trying to, you know, to create that resource, make it visible, encourage people on your website to sign up for it. That is a very valuable activity to start now. Another thing that uh, that I would suggest when it comes to uh, to book tours, some people are uh, anti book tours. They say, "Oh, you know, they're kind of a thing of the past, and uh, you know, you should just do podcasts." And I've done a lot of podcasts. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of that. But I also think that um, that a book tour can be useful in terms of connecting with readers. However, I, I think. Um, it, it's almost like you have to thread a middle ground. Your publisher probably doesn't want you to bother to do it because they don't they don't want to pay for it, and they think, oh, you know, she'll just be wasting her time or whatever. Even if you pay for it yourself, mm-hmm. so they'll tell you no. Um, as an author, you might have this idea, like, oh, I'll just I'll go to a city and I can you know discover readers and people will come out and hear me, <laughs> and that's not really right either. What I've what I've discovered. And, you know, I, I sort of knew this to begin with, but but I saw proof, uh, you know, on my most recent book tour is um, no one is going to discover you on your book tour. What a book tour is, is a place where you can connect with existing passionate readers and mm. those people will come out and they will be excited to see you. And it's great for that because they will be more highly motivated to talk about you and spread the word about you, but you're not going to get new people. I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> one in 50, you might, you might get right. a new person who just like happens to be at the bookstore, but, uh, <laughs> but they're not going to come out for somebody that they don't know. Um, so you should focus your book tour on the cities where you already know a ton of people, um, in my case, it's just you know where where have I lived before? Basically, right. that's right, right, know, right. And then you know that okay, you know you can safely get at least twenty and hopefully fifty people in a room. If you could get that, then that's a good place to have a stop on your book tour. Um, gotcha. But uh, but if it's going to be less than that, I wouldn't bother. She drew out this stat, which is really powerful. Only one out of 20 chance, will you be able to get your message to somebody on specifically Twitter? The real important thing here to do, as has been said so many times, is build your email list. So let's keep doing that. And she draws out then something that may not be something you've thought of, doing a traditional book tour versus doing all this online stuff. I know that you're listening to this podcast and I'm so glad that you are, but why not look at 
doing a book tour. If you've seen some success and you have a following, you've had readers, go find people in different various cities so that you can connect with them and build that community and create uh, more passionate readers. And, you know, like she said, you're not going to necessarily meet new readers, but you're going to connect with those that are already loving your books. And if you can't do the book tour in person, well, do a book tour virtually. We've done a number of segments and episodes on the idea of book tours uh, earlier in January 2015. So take a listen to those on how you can effectively do a book tour virtually for your book. Austin Netsley gets very practical with what he has to say about this question. I would say the first one we talked briefly about is to have a clear vision for what you want your book to accomplish. Take some time up front to really map out what that looks like because uh, things don't happen just just by chance 99.9% of the time. Uh, but if you are, are committed and, and have a clear vision for what you want to accomplish, then you can definitely make it a reality. Uh, the other thing is I would say to to start ahead of time. A lot of people put their book out there and then start to market and start to look for different ways that they can do something. Uh, don't, don't, I wouldn't do that. I, I would lead ahead of time. We, we usually start marketing our books about four weeks ahead of time. And by doing so, we build some buzz, we build some anticipation, pull a lot of people in from the sidelines that would otherwise not buy the book. Um, by doing some different things. So just, just leading up to, to the launch uh, is a really good thing. And then the other thing I would say is ask questions. Find mentors. Find people who have had success and ask them. One thing that we did well was I, I talked with, I would say, probably 35 uh, uh, number one best-selling authors, and that's self-published and traditional public authors, to figure out what really worked for them, what didn't work, mm. and, and put all those things into practice. And now we are kind of students of the game, so we really know what works. Um, there's a lot of paid advertising that you can do out there as far as uh, marketing books. What we've found is that there's maybe one of those that, that will work well, which is very, very unfortunate. So be careful where you spend your money. Uh, and that would be another thing that uh, I, I wish um, somebody had, had shown us the data because it would have saved us thousands of dollars for sure. I think having a clear vision for your book is a great way, like we listened to what John Cody had to say about it, to really refine and define your audience and helping people to really get the most out of your book. And what I, I'm going to draw out also this ask questions from mentors. Find people who have already been successful, what works for them, and then play, put those things into practice and really become a student of not only learning how to write, but of marketing books. And right here at the Author Hangout, just a shameless self-promotion here, the Author Hangout has now 50 episodes of content and information that you can just really dive into to learn exactly what people are doing to sell books in a marketing standpoint. And then we also have the blog, which is now we're like doing three blog posts a week for you to consume. And if you're not already signed up for our Tuesday tips, feel free to go over to bookmarketingtools.com and sign up for our newsletter. There's so many different ways in which you can, without even having to interview yourself, these experts to find out what's really happening. Shameless self-promotion over, but great stuff from Austin Netsley. And finally, as we wrap things up with this episode, Tom Corson Knowles really has some actionable insights that you should listen into right now. So every single day, what I would do is I would create a daily action plan. 
and I would make it mandatory that every single day I had to do these things. And so every single day I would write for at least 15 minutes. Every single day I would record or create one piece of educational content, whether that's a video or an interview or a blog post. I would create something educational that's going to go online immediately to be shared with the world. And number three, I would start building an email list. <laughs> I mean, I would have a website <laughs> with an opt-in yeah. form and a free offer where people could go and to sign up and stay connected with me on a personal basis. Tom, we have a lot of fiction writers that are listening in. And I know, I, I hear it, I think I know what you're going to say, but they're thinking, well, Tom, he's a non-fiction guy. Does this work with fiction? Absolutely. So it does. You just have to be a little bit more creative, and you have to find what your strengths are. So I know, like, I have some clients who are fiction writers, and that's all they want to do. They don't want to write about writing. They just want to write. They just want to write stories. And if that's you, that's great. So anything that you write that you don't think is publishing worthy, and I know a lot of novelists and fiction authors feel that way, post it on your blog. Post those short stories on your blog. Ask for feedback. Mm -hmm. Maybe even share a snippet at the beginning or the end and say, hey, this is why I didn't choose to publish this book or this story because I feel like the characters are too weak or whatever, right? And get feedback mm -hmm. from people and put that out there. Share that information out there. I think a lot of people, you know, you, uh, you, you stay stuck, right? You stay stuck in your room writing by yourself and you don't get that stuff out there. You don't share it because if you're not publishing it, if you're not putting it on your blog, you're not sharing your, your ideas, your stories with people, um, you're missing out on a big opportunity. So I think just being willing to be rejected being willing to put yourself out there and even to say, you know, to be humbly and humble and say, you know, I think this story is awful, but I'm sharing it here because I want to become a better writer and I would love your feedback on how I can make this story even better. That fantastic. is a fantastic yeah. marketing strategy and I don't see very many people doing it, but it's, it's a great way to connect with people and, and to be authentic. People want to connect with authors and, and uh, leaders who are authentic. And as long as you're being yourself and you're being, you know, uh, you're willing to accept that feedback, you, you will grow and you'll become better. You know, Tom, I was just thinking as you were talking, one of the other areas that authors could consider is creating a pilot series as a podcast and just do like five episodes as a podcast, throw it up on iTunes, find out and see what people are thinking about it, especially as as much as podcasting is in the ears and people are love hearing stories. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I mean, any way you can get your message or stories out to people is going to make a difference. It's going to make an impact. And so I think it's just finding out what your strengths are. I mean, so for some people, like, they would never want to do, like, a podcast. Yeah. Like, they just, you know, yeah. they just don't want to. And that's okay. So find out what your strengths are and where you can tap into a larger audience on the Internet. And you will find people. You will find your following. And you'll become better and better and better. And that's just how it works. I mean, we all started at zero, Sean. Like, everyone starts <laughs> at zero. Hugh Howie started at zero. Joanna Penn yeah. started at zero. You know, J.K. Rowling started at zero. Everyone starts at zero. And so what you want to do is just every day make a little bit of progress, and you'll be amazed what you can do over the next year, three years, five years, ten years, and more. As you heard, daily action plan. Mandatory to do these things. Write 15 minutes a day. Create one educational piece of content. Start building an email list where you have a website, free author, and email all of those things that are that daily action plan are going to be what you can do in a systematic way in order to sell more books. He talked about being authentic as an author and within all of this, find what you're good at. You know, in this whole grand scheme of marketing, 
it is tough to really know what's going to work and what's not going to work. But what I found to be a, a great way to go with things is that if you find something works really well with your personality, skill set, and whatnot, go with that and really drill into that focus. For me, I found that this, this voice that I get to talk to you in a podcast is a great way for us to market what we're doing at Book Marketing Tools and through this podcast, The Author Hangout. So play to your strengths. And if you want to do those other things, then hire those things out if you financially you can do that. But again, great stuff from Tom Corson Knowles on what he would do if he were starting all over again today. Hey, so this wraps up the final installment of the book marketing tips from experts. This is part three, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen into answering the question from the experts of what would they do if they were starting all over it again today in order to sell more books. And there's a lot of information and ideas and of things that people would do but I'm going to punt it back to you. What do you think? What are some things that you would do in order to sell more books? If we get a bunch of tips from people, we'll put this together as a blog post, maybe even do another podcast about it, but share with us what your tips are and email us at info at bookmarketingtools.com. We'll collate that into one blog post and be happy to share that with you. Uh, make sure that it's on our newsletter, Tuesday Tips newsletter as well. Well, that wraps up this episode of The Author Hangout. Thanks so much for taking time to listen Listen in. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com. As an author, there is nothing like putting the finishing touches on your book and getting it ready to release to the world. Writing a book is no small accomplishment, and you're probably eager to start receiving some feedback in the form of reviews. So how do you go about getting reviews for your ebook? Well, Book Marketing Tools has a free guide to answer that question, which can be downloaded today at theauthorhangout.com slash review guide. And in this guide, we will talk about everything you need to do in order to get reviews through the pre and post publication of your ebook. And like our ultimate author checklist, we provide you a clear checklist of what you need to do to get more reviews. So if you need reviews for your book and are struggling to figure out how to get them, then go to theauthorhangout.com slash review guide and download download the guide, Getting Reviews for Your Ebook Today.